Hi, everyone, and welcome to Oscar Wilde, a podcast about film, always counting down to this year's Oscars. I'm Sophia Simonello. And I'm Nick Rorkraut. And today we will be going through our predictions for the 2021 Golden Globes, going through all of these categories, sharing our predictions with you, some upsets or surprises that could happen. It's going to be chaotic. We know that at least. We are a week away. I can't believe it. And we'll just be doing film. But there are some double nominees here, which I think could play a role. We will see. I'm excited. These are the wackiest of the year. And it's really starting off award season. We sure are. So do you want to get us started with the first category, best song? Yeah. (laughs) Our favorite. Lovely choices here. We have Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah. Hear My Voice from The Trial of the Chicago 7, IOC, Seen, The Life Ahead, Speak Now from One Night in Miami, and Tigress and Tweed from The United States versus Billie Holiday, which I still haven't seen. I also have not seen that yet, but I have seen the other films. Mm-hmm. Does that matter for what my prediction's going to be? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think is going to win here or has the best chance of winning here? So my prediction is for Speak Now from One Night in Miami. I can just see this actually going all the way to Oscars. I think that some of Mm -hmm. these will have chances of getting nominated at the Oscars, but Speak Now, Leslie Odom Jr., it feels like an easy call for the Golden Globes. Yeah, I am with you as well. I think this is going to go and win the Oscar. The only nominee here that we won't even see in the final five because we have the shortlist released was Tigris and Tweed. Zero of the U.S. versus Billie Holiday songs made it. Um, I did like it though. I was actually surprised it wasn't my least favorite of the bunch. No, actually same here and there are some other songs that we discussed on the shortlist episode that are far worse I think than Tigris and Tweed. (laughs) So I think that might just be an indicator that the Hollywood Forum Press responded better to the United States versus Billie Holiday than the Academy did. So let's move on down the list. Best score. So we have Alexander Desplat for The Midnight Sky, Ludwig Goransson for Tenet, James Newton Howard for News of the World, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross for Mank, and Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross and John Batiste for Soul. What do you think will happen here? Same kind of mindset. I'm rooting for Soul all the way through until the Oscars. These are all on the shortlist as well for the Oscars, and I think we could Mm -hmm. see these five. I don't think it's likely. This is one I'm kind of up in the air about. Could go anyway. We could see Tenant. We could see it snubbed. What do you think? I actually have Mank winning for Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross. I like both of those scores a lot. I can definitely see Soul winning, but I think I can see them maybe selecting the movie that they're more fond of, which, yes, Soul did get um, a nomination for animated feature, but Mm -hmm. they really liked Mank. So I could see this just being another place where they end up rewarding it. Did they, though? Did they really like Mank? They loved Mank, yeah. They had the most nominations. That's true. They liked it more than critics. Yeah, I think there's been a disconnect in Mank uh, between voters. And I think that's why I'm the most unsure about that movie out of everything. Mm -hmm. 
we'll see. But interesting that like they went for Chicago seven other places and not in score. So I think they do mm-hmm. really like the big names here in a similar way to the Academy. So I think if you're betting anywhere, I would go for either of the Resner Ross scores. And these are all big names too. I think that mm-hmm. plays a role in composer status with voting bodies in general. I think I just don't like the Midnight Sky, so I don't want it to get <laughs> anything anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Even when I watched it, I had trouble with the score having as much of an impact as it did listening solo. And then last year, we had Joker winning score, I believe, at the Globes, too. Yeah, it did a straight run. And Hildur was a first-time nominee, first-time winner. So, mm-hmm. again, could go left or right. I have no idea. <laughs> and another score that doesn't fit in the movie. I hate how it's used in the movie. I think that the score is just fine, but anyway, it's yeah. beside the point. <laughs> so next up is a foreign language film. We have another round, La Llorona, The Life Ahead, Minari, and Two of Us. Have you seen all of these? I have seen all of them except for Two of Us. I haven't seen that one yet. Have you seen all of okay. them? I haven't seen The Life Ahead either, so okay. I've only seen three. I think this is going to play out different than the Oscars. Do you agree? I think so, because I have Minari winning, spoiler, and Minari yeah. will not be eligible in that this category at the Oscars, because this, of course, we've discussed the controversy of the Hollywood Forum mm-hmm. Press placing it here, but I think a couple of them will translate. I think Max 3. Well, it can only be three of them really as we discussed with a short list but one of my front runners for foreign language isn't even here so what's that collective oh entirely yeah you know <laughs> but i do have minari for the golden globes with a potential spoiler from another round but i don't think that's going to happen i think they're gonna reward minari here yeah i i'm i guess i'm like part of me is worried that it's gonna have the same fate as the farewell but I think it's a different kind of selection in year two. Mm -hmm. There's so much support behind Minari, and I think even some of these voters will realize that. Mm -hmm. I know another round has had a huge run and many wins throughout Europe and their awards, but, I mean, that could play in favor for that winning. So I agree. I do think Minari has the edge here. Yeah, and I think, too, if we're thinking about Parasite from last year with The Farewell, it would be different if like Mads Mikkelsen got nominated for actor or Winterberg got that director nomination, but they're not there. So I think this is Minari. Now on to another favorite category of ours, Best Picture Animated. Our nominees are The Croods, A New Age, Onward, Over the Moon, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. Who do you think will win? Again, we've discussed this before. It's a Soul versus Wolfwalkers debate. And mm-hmm. I think Soul it has the edge here. I, I'm i hoping Wolfwalkers wins. I am. Mm-hmm. I hope it wins at the Oscars. But I, I don't know. How do you feel? I think that if Wolfwalkers won, it might be here, actually. Because mm-hmm. last year, Missing Link won which was this like huge deal. Everyone thought Toy Story 4 would win. Mm-hmm. But I think Soul is a lot stronger than Toy Story 4 is. 
you know, Wolf Walkers is a much more formidable opponent than Missing Link in a lot of ways. So maybe it can do it and they'll choose to award a Golden Globe to Seoul somewhere else, like in Score. So I mm-hmm. think it can happen that it's Wolf Walkers, but I'm playing it safe on this one and saying that Seoul will win. I'm trying to look back right now and more often than not, Pixar does win mm-hmm. in Disney, I guess, depending. And this is one I'm going to like debate until the last minute. It's just going to be how I feel that night. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to screenplay, we have Emerald Fennell for Promising Young Woman, Jack Fincher for Mank, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7, Christopher Hampton and Florian Zeller for The Father, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. What do you think? All of these names are amazing. Yeah. My winner is Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7. I was thinking back to last year's Golden Globes, and they went with Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, they didn't go for Parasite, and, you know, they... They don't go for, I feel like, sometimes these newer, cooler things, and they're going to stick mm-hmm. with what they know, which is Aaron Sorkin, and they love him. He won for Steve Jobs, nominated for Molly's Game, again, playing it safe. <laughs> yeah. I am so curious about how much the HFPA likes the father, because I feel it. like this could be like a dark horse in multiple mm-hmm. categories that it's nominated in. Yeah. And we'll get to some of those because I have it like right on, you know, the edge for quite a few of them and can absolutely see it winning. I am going to root for Emerald Fennell here. I think it could leave the Golden Globes with zero wins. But I think if it has any potential, it would be here over picture. I agree with you. That would be my second choice here. I think that if they're going to give that film a Golden Globe... It's going to be here or it's going to be Carrie. I don't, I mm-hmm. can't see it really happening in picture or director. So Promising Young Woman will be my second choice. Sorkin and Trial are definitely my safe <laughs> bets yeah. in those categories. But mm-hmm. I'm also hoping if it's not Promising Young Woman, they do say Florian Zeller or The Father mm-hmm. over Trial. It's a completely different picture. And mm-hmm. again, I just don't know which they would go for yeah and they really liked the father a lot so i think that the father's strongest chances this season to win multiple awards are actually at the globes and then at the baftas which mm-hmm. we don't have the nominations for but i can yeah. see it playing really well with them too oh definitely so, so next up we have best director we have emerald Fennell for promising young woman david fincher for mank Regina King for One Night in Miami, Aaron Sorkin for The Trial of the Chicago 7, and Chloe Zhao for Nomadland. Who do you think will win here? Um, I am going all in on Chloe Zhao. I, again, just with an elongated season and films coming out and not knowing how each of them are doing like in theaters with box office with members and screeners and screenings happening it's so tough chloe zhao may be new to them but i think even newer would be emerald Fennell. but then we have david fincher who's won before so Mm -hmm. so many unique nominees here what do you think 
I, at the moment, actually have David Fincher winning. I don't want it. I just saw Nomadland <laughs> again and was just like so floored by the direction and just hearing stories from Francis, from like the few interviews that she and Chloe have done together and from the crew, everyone mm-hmm. just adores her and speaks so highly of what it's like to work with her and people do the same for Fincher, but I think it's just, it's more impressive coming from a new filmmaker like Chloe yeah. Zhao. So I do have David Fincher though, because Again, he's won before. I think that this might be the start of the he's overdue for best director in that narrative. Mm -hmm. I don't know, though, because no director has ever won as many awards in a season as Chloe has for Nomadland. Yeah. So she very well could just steamroll everybody all the way, which fine you know I'm not going to complain about that but (laughs) at the same time I just I do feel that this is where we could see the switch start to happen I don't think it's going to be Sorkin if it's Sorkin dear god I I know (laughs) oh my god I think I'm turning it off if Sorkin wins and they do director kind of early so (laughs) that'll be early in the night (laughs) it could be a short night I mean, and let's not forget about Regina either. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> that could not that we too. have, but I. Yeah. Again, a new name. She might have a harder chance just because of that. But mm-hmm. I think. Well, I don't know how they've taken One Night in Miami either. I mean, it got director, song, supporting actor, which is decent, but didn't show up in drama, which is pretty big Mm -hmm. or screenplay so it doesn't seem like something that they're quite fond of but Mm -hmm. they love their stars and regina is a star i think we'll continue this conversation when we talk about picture so we Mm -hmm. can put that on pause for right now next up we will talk about best supporting actor we have sasha baron cohen for the trial of the chicago seven daniel kaluuya for judas and the black messiah jared leto for the little things Bill Murray for On the Rocks, and Leslie Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. All right. I'm pushing my chips in. Jared Leto for The Little Things. I I think it can happen. I mean, Uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson won for Nocturnal Animals. The Little Things has been on a couple of different shortlists. He got nominated for a SAG Award. I just feel like if he wins, it'll just be like, oh, Look at the globes, like being globesy. Yeah. This category just like doesn't, mm. to me at least, have like a clear leader. And we'll get to Sasha Baron Cohen later, but he would be my second choice for them. And he's like very, very close behind. Like if he wins, I will not be surprised at all. Mm-hmm. But for for me, I just am like, you know what? This is the one I'm going to bet on. And I'm saying Jared Leto. Wow. I'm sorry. I think maybe with some of your mindset, I don't know if there's going to be a split vote here. And maybe that's why Jared has the edge. I think Sasha and Leslie have both had a lot of press this mm-hmm. season. So I could see the split happening there. But I would much rather have Daniel winning ahead of Jared, obviously. I mean, and- yeah. <laughs> I didn't say I wanted it. I'm just like... The split vote thing is totally, like, where my mind is going, too. 
yeah. it just was such a headline when he got nominated. And, yeah. you know, Judas and the Black Messiah is a late breaker, like The Little Things, but The Little Things has Denzel, it has Rami Malek, it has Jared Leto, all of whom have won Oscars before. And he's the best part of a bad movie, which can benefit you, unfortunately. Well, I... This is tough. This is another one I'm probably going to wait on and go back Mm -hmm. and forth, but I'm just going to go with it. I'm going to go with Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. Yeah. I would love that. (laughs) (laughs) I will say at this point, I like your winners a lot better than I like mine. (laughs) (laughs) I am trying not to put emotion into this, but I obviously am, and it's so hard not to choose those winners that I don't want. It's, (laughs) It's really hard. We always get to this point. (laughs) That'll come up for me in a big way later. All right. So now we have Best Supporting Actress. Our nominees are Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Jodie Foster for The Mauritanian, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, and Helena Zengel for News of the World. What do you think about this category? (laughs) How did the HFPA take Hillbilly? I mean, have we heard anything besi- like besides nominations? But they could really love Glenn here. That's that's my thing. I they could. The hard part about Glenn, I'm getting to the point now where I really am wondering, like, will people see Hillbilly Elegy next to her name and be like, I'm not giving her a win for that? Like, no, no, no. That movie's terrible. Yeah. And that could very much be the case. I don't know how I feel about her. I guess. With this movie here because there are other places they could have nominated it and where I thought they might have, but they didn't. I even thought, like, what if they nominate Ron Howard? What if they do it? But it didn't yeah. happen, thankfully. I'm super torn here. Do you have a clear winner that you think? I don't have a clear winner, but I have Amanda Seyfried in the lead. I think out of all of Mink's chances, this might be the best. I can see that happening. Do you have Coleman in the front? I actually do. <laughs> I I could see that too. I mean, Glenn and Olivia, like, we kind of love to see it a little <laughs> Here bit. Here we go again. <laughs> well, the funny thing about the Globes is that they both won their year. Mm-hmm. And then obviously Coleman took the edge at the Oscars. But them being in the same category now at the Globes is like big for the HFPA. Yeah, so I think this could be one of the places where Olivia Coleman wins and where the father gets a win. They also could be using it as a way to show that they don't really like Hillbilly Elegy that much. And with Maria Bakalova being in a different category, I think I see it as Glenn versus Olivia, but I would be happy with Amanda. I kind of like how this category is very wide open and we don't really know who it could go to as are so many yeah (laughs) (laughs) truly they like glenn we know that Mm -hmm. and i in trying to narrow it down to two i want to say it's amanda versus olivia Mm -hmm. but i don't know i don't know know. (laughs) it's my answer (laughs) we'll see (laughs) so next up is best actor in a musical or comedy we have again sasha baron cohen in borat's subsequent movie film James Corden, The Prom, Lin-Manuel Miranda in Hamilton, Dev Patel in The Personal History of David Copperfield, and Andy Samberg in Palm Springs. 
how do you feel about these nominees? So most of them I feel okay about, with the exception of James Corden and the prom. I think this is Sasha's to lose. I really do think he's going to win for Borat. Like you said, he's been out on the campaign trail. This movie, I think, is prime's best contender and yes that's including sound of metal and one night in miami for like potential awards not that not the movie i like the best but just as an awards contender with sasha and maria and screenplay and everything like that i think this is a place where he's going to win he's won before Mm -hmm. for this character so i can see it happening again he won and that was the year that johnny depp was nominated for pirates (laughs) as well (laughs) Which we keep coming back to. (laughs) I think here it's Sasha versus Lynn. I think Lynn might have the edge. I don't know how they feel about giving uh, Sasha two wins for the same character in two movies. I don't know if that's going to help or hurt him, but I am going to go with Lin-Manuel Miranda here. Okay. I mean, I can see Lynn (laughs) happening. It just, it again, feels like... A very Globes move. Just be like, never mind, Borat. We're not giving you this award here. We already did that. Giving it to somebody else. Even though Lynn has already won plenty of awards for Hamilton. (laughs) I mean, that was the thing with the Tonys. Is that Leslie won over Lynn Mm -hmm. for Best Actor. Mm -hmm. And we've discussed, you know, was the HFPA making a muck of everything? Of bringing Hamilton into and changing the category. But again, we have a couple more categories where I think some of these nominees will come back. So next we have Best Actress, Musical Comedy. Our nominees are Maria Bakalova for Borat Subsequent Movie Film, Kate Hudson for Music, (laughs) Michelle Pfeiffer for French Exit, Rosamund Pike for I Care A Lot, and Anya Taylor-Joy for Emma. What do you think about this category? Borat again. So, yeah, this is the Borat conversation. Yeah. I think Bakalova is the luck. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. This just seems like a chaotic bunch of <laughs> nominees here. I think I haven't seen it yet. I know you saw it, so you mm-hmm. can comment more. But Rosamund Pike and I care a lot. But I think maybe a second choice would be Anya Taylor-Joy, only because she's a TV film crossover here, mm-hmm. double nominated for The Queen's Gambit. I think this is the best chance for Borat. Who do you think is going to win? I have Maria Bakalova winning. This is like the easiest one, I think, if we're trying to predict of what will win. This one and song Mm -hmm. felt like the easiest to me. You know, Maria Bakalova has such a buzzy performance, and it's like, are they going to pass up the opportunity to have her Golden Globe scene be her scene with Rudy Giuliani? And I think this is going to really just kind of kick off that Oscar nomination. She was nominated for a SAG award in supporting. And I just think she has the buzziest performance out of any of these, especially. So she, I think will definitely win. I actually, I like your argument for Anya Taylor joy. I have Rosamund Pike in second, just because they really like her and that (laughs) performance. And this is again, where like my heart comes in over my head because I love Rosamund Pike, but (laughs) That performance is just, she's doing so much in it. And yes, it is like very similar to Amy Dunn in a lot of ways, Mm -hmm. down to the haircut. But I 
can see them like going for her in a spoiler, but that would be like a 2% chance, like very, very small. There is 100% a world where we have three-time winner Borat subsequent movie film for actor, actress, and comedy musical. I mean, I don't want to spoil what I have, but... Yeah, we don't have to go there yet, but (laughs) it's crazy, and I don't want to live in that world, but I will live in one where it's Maria Bakalova having the one Borat win. Mm -hmm. Yeah, me too. (laughs) So moving on to best actor in a motion picture drama, we have Riz Ahmed in Sound of Metal, Chadwick Boseman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman, Mank, and Tahar Rahim in The Mauritanian. How do you feel about these five? I'm pretty confident that four of them will translate to Oscar. For me, I have Chadwick winning here, and I feel fairly Mm -hmm. confident that it's going to be just a Chadwick sweep. Now, there is a serious chance that Anthony Hopkins can upset here. And I think at BAFTA, Mm -hmm. I personally would like to see it. I love Anthony Hopkins. So I would like for him to get some of the awards this season and for it to not just be a wash like straight through, but I am going to predict Chadwick for now. What do you think? I think this is another category where we could see the HFPA's love for the father Mm -hmm. and picking Anthony Hopkins. But I think the entire season, I'm going to assume, and rightfully so, that Bozeman is going to take all of the Best Actor awards, and that's what I'm predicting here. Yeah. Posthumous awards are very rare. Like they, they actually like aren't givens. So to me, it is like kind of odd that everyone's just talking about it. Like Chadwick is going to win everything when it doesn't happen often that a posthumous nomination actually translates to a win. But I do think in the case of Chadwick, his passing being such a surprise and him being Mm -hmm. such an icon in the industry, I think that it will translate. I'm just not, not quite sure it'll pop up everywhere. Yeah. James Dean was young and so was Heath Ledger, but Heath Ledger won the globe as well. Mm -hmm. So I think it's an extraordinary case this time around, especially, and I think that's going to help his awards chance. All right, moving on to Best Actress Drama. We have Viola Davis for Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Andra Day for The United States versus Billie Holiday, Vanessa Kirby for Pieces of a Woman, Frances McDormand for Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan for Promising Young Woman. What do you think about this category? So here... I feel like Viola and Francis are going to split the vote and Carrie's going to win. So I'm predicting Carrie Mulligan for the win here. I guess Viola Davis and Francis are both veterans, but those two performances are so different. They are, and I mean that in the way that they're like recent winners too. <laughs> What's your... This is where just like my full bias <laughs> is just like, it's it's not good. Like I, I want Francis to win everything. I think that she has the best performance. She carried the best movie of the year. She works so well with Chloe Zhao, and I want her to win everything. I do, and I'm sorry. I I just, like, don't... I don't get why people are acting like she can't do it. It's kind of frustrating. I'm not, like, speaking ill of her performance or anything. I just think this is another category with three huge names. I could even see Vanessa Kirby coming through here. I think it's a lower chance, but we have three people who have been talked about all award season, 
and it's so hard to know who is going to edge out the other two. Yeah, I, so I'm predicting Carrie here too. I'm just saying that like it's, I don't necessarily want want it, but I like Carrie Mulligan's performance just fine and I will be happy with her winning. The reason why I think Viola's out and it's between Francis and Carrie more so is because those three I think are the closest we have to Locke's, but Viola's campaign has been entirely about Chadwick. And they rarely give Best Actor and Best Actress to the same movie. The last time it happened at the Oscars was As Good As It Gets, which was in the 90s. So it's been forever. And I think when your your whole campaign is about someone else in your film, I don't know if that's enough, right, to carry you to a win. I think with Francis and Carrie, they're the leaders with Critics Awards. I know that that doesn't matter all the time, but it is something we, you know, think about. Like, their performances are big in two big movies but the main thing i think is where is the hfpa going to give a golden globe to nomadland and where are they going to give a golden globe to promising young woman and part of me thinks that maybe the best chance is here for both of them which is why i'm torn i predicted carrie because it's like flashier and seems more like something the globes would go for but i won't be shocked if francis starts a run and then everyone on film twitter just loses their minds so Viola won in 2017, Francis won in 2018, and Carrie was nominated in 2010 for an education, but that was her only other nomination. So mm-hmm. I think if it's going to happen at any award show, this is the best chance for Carrie. Mm-hmm. And I think this spreads the wealth. If Promising Young Woman isn't getting it in screenplay or director, I think a not here because we still have a chance for Nomadland. We talked about Chloe. And then in Ma Rainey's, we have actor. So that's enough spread there. Mm -hmm. And we still have a chance with Best Picture Drama. So moving on to final two, we have Best Picture in a Musical or Comedy, Borat's Subsequent Movie Film, Hamilton, Music, Palm Springs, and The Prom. (laughs) What a... An interesting group of films we have here. Uh, (laughs) I, at the moment, have Borat winning... But I just don't know if they're going to give three Golden Globes to Borat. That just seems crazy. So, like, I have it winning because it, to me, seems like the buzziest comedy. But I also could see Palm Springs happening. You know, at the beginning, I definitely thought The Prom. But The Prom didn't really do that well with nominees. So (laughs) I'm kind of counting that out here and in between Borat and Palm Springs. This is where my emotion comes into play. I'm rooting for Palm Springs. I'm going to predict it. But, you know, there is a chance where it doesn't win. Mm -hmm. And Borat and Hamilton switch off here between actor and picture. Mm -hmm. Where if Sasha wins actor, we have Hamilton. If Lynn wins actor, we have Borat. I could see any combination, Mm -hmm. but my heart lies in Palm Springs. Definitely one of the movies I think of when I think 2020. And I don't know how often they award musicals, Mm -hmm. but it is the best film out of this list of nominees. I agree. It's my favorite of the five. And it's like, maybe it is why I'm predicting that it's one of the two that'll win. (laughs) You know, now it's definitely like heart overhead a little bit. But as long as music doesn't win, it can't. Like, there's, there really is just no way, right? I mean, there's no world where music is winning, yeah. but there is a world that the prom wins. Yeah, definitely. 
I can I can see them going for Borat or even Hamilton. All right, our last category, best motion picture drama. Our nominees are The Father, Mank, Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, and The Trial of the Chicago 7. What do you think of these? Just another category where it mm-hmm. could go anywhere. I'm just so lost here. You know, I sadly don't think they're going to go for Nomadland. That's why I'm really rooting for Chloe. I think she has a better chance than winning for picture. I hate to say it, but I think Trial might have an edge here. That's what I have. So I was thinking back to last year's Golden Globes where it was, this was where all the 1917 stuff started, where it was like Sam won director and 1917 won drama. And Mm -hmm. everyone was like, the Irishman's cooked. This is just not what we were expecting. (laughs) (laughs) And I think they're going to go with the trial of the Chicago seven and everyone will be like, well, yep. Mank is just here for the nominations. Just happy to be nominated. They went with Bohemian Rhapsody the year before. They really love a Mm -hmm. crowd pleaser. And I think promising young woman is just a hair too controversial And I think that is also going to be true with the Oscars, probably more so. But again, there's the father sitting in the corner waiting to be recognized. And I think it's it definitely has a chance here, too. I feel like the father has to win somewhere just because to me, all of these nominations were kind of out of nowhere. Not all of them individually, but just like the collection of praise for that movie. So I really do think it's going to win one. Promising Young Woman, I think, would be really fun if it won. But mm-hmm. like you said, crowd pleaser. That's why I have Trial of Chicago 7. Yeah. Not a great note to end on. but <laughs> <laughs> I realized, too, that I have a director picture split with the Trial of the Chicago 7 and David Fincher. It's like so <laughs> not what this award season has been so far. But I think... There could be a chance that we see it. And then just the Oscars Mm -hmm. totally go a different direction. Yeah, it's very possible. It's a year where Oscar nominations come after the Golden Globes. And that's Mm -hmm. not usually the case. And I'm worried it could have a chance on voting. But I I just, I don't know. It's complicated because I think in, in normal years, we very much see everything line up exactly as is right it's like the same four actors win everything at least that's Mm -hmm. how it was last year yeah and this year it feels like it could be different because of the calendar just how like sag and golden globe nominations came right after each other and the golden globes will have no influence on who wins sag but i'm worried just based on how the windows of voting line up that the golden globes will be more influential than ever this yeah. year, which is frightening. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still excited. I hope that these predictions were at least fun to watch or listen to. I don't know how helpful they'll be in helping you out with your predictions, but thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the Golden Globes on Sunday. Yeah. We'll be back with reactions too to all of these. Hopefully not too wild, but it'll be fun to recap everything. Thanks for listening, everybody. Stay safe and wear your masks. Thank you, everyone, and we will see you next time. Stay safe and wear your masks.